Hey, Online Business Edge podcast listeners, Jared here. This week's episode was recorded live in front of an audience at Kajabi Hero Live in Austin, Texas. So there's going to be a little bit more background noise than you're used to in a typical podcast. But since so many of you couldn't be there in person, we wanted to ensure that you got a taste of some of the amazing content shared during the event. With that, let's get to our conversation with Sephora Ray, therapist and founder of TherapyToThrive.com. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Online Business Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Online Business Edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by my friend Sephora. How's it going today, Sephora? Awesome. Yeah, I'm having a great time at the conference. It's amazing. Love it. Yes. As you mentioned, we are here at Kajabi Hero Live and recording our podcast live, which is so much fun. So for anyone listening to the recording, you may hear some chatter in the background. You may hear some cheers, some music. Uh, add some nice warmth to the recording of the podcast, but we are still in traditional motion. Let's start off by just giving all of our listeners your 15 second ish elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm a therapist and a relationship and attachment coach. And basically I help people with their, if you don't know what attachment styles are, um, some people know what that is, but what they are are basically the blueprint of your relationships. And I help people either change their blueprint, upgrade, change their patterns around relationship, or basically have secure, fulfilling relationships. So that's what I'm up to. And that's what I help people do. That sounds very important. Yeah. You know, for everyone, no matter what your relationship status is, yeah. like you have relationships. So I yeah. imagine yeah. applicable all around, yeah. but let's just get to the beginning of your journey. Tell okay. us like where you started. I'm just going to take a wild guess yeah. and say, you maybe you started out as a therapist, but... Well, yeah, I was doing the math last night and I, I've been in the healing professions doing this kind of work for 24 years. I know okay. I may not be that old, but, um, and since I, birth, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, I, I probably started doing workshops when I was a teenager, but I think when I started really doing counseling stuff, I was 19 okay. and I'm 43 now. So it's been a while that I've been doing entrepreneurial workshops, personal growth, all that kind of stuff. I started by helping a friend who was teaching workshops. I think his class, the first one I helped with was called counseling on the edge of the world. That was sort of what he was up to. He was really, you know, trying to help people and get edgy. And, um, and then my path in in terms of being an entrepreneur has gone all over the place. I've been a massage therapist. I've been a coach. I decided to become a licensed psychotherapist to, um, and then now I'm, I'm kind of in a different transition. I'm coming back to coaching and I'm coming back to transformation and, um, doing courses and it's super exciting. 
Yes. Well, uh, take yeah. us take us through that journey of coming okay. back into the the course yeah. space, digital product space. Yeah. Uh, I don't yet know what your uh, offer is. So yeah. Okay. Um. So I've been in private practice with clients um for the last twelve years, and uh, I've been working with people on their attachment styles, amongst a lot of other things. I mean, when I was a new therapist, I was probably just everything, anything you want to work on. I'm here. We can talk about anxiety. We can talk about depression. We can, you know, and then as I got more seasoned, I started to specialize a little bit more in attachment and couples and, and individuals who are looking to improve their relationships. Um, and then, you know, at some point I wanted to create a course. I, I felt like there was groups that I could offer. You start to, when you're doing something long enough, you start to repeat yourself. You know what I mean? Like you just, you're saying the same thing and you're teaching people and you kind of get bored a little bit because you're repeating yourself sometimes. Um, but you know, if you care about your people, it's not, it doesn't end up being boring, but, um, I felt like there was something that I was learning. And then the other just sort of parallel path I'll say is that, um, I, it took me a long time to get into a satisfying, fulfilling relationship. So I, um, I was successful in a lot of other areas of my life, but finding a partner that was a really good fit for me took me a long time. And there's a lot I could say about that. But so my personal life also really influenced the kind of work I was doing. I was trying to discover how do you really get at this thing that helps you create fulfilling relationships. And um, and I figured out some things. I met an amazing man. He's an incredible human being. And so at some point, I felt like I wanted to be able to share, you know, what I had learned. And um, but I will say that the thing that actually got me to creating a course was more that, um, to be honest, it was a financial decision um, because I am now a mom. I have a 15 month old. And I have a very limited amount of time that I can see people one on one. And um, I want to spend time with him and I want to be a good mom and I want to like give him all the things, you know? So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to do something else that could bring in more income to really support him and having like, all the time. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to do a course. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of reservations about doing them because I felt like, you know, with social media and all the new things that are in the world, um, there's so many, to, so many things you feel like you have to do, you know, like you got to videos and you got to have a following and you got to, you know, and, and I didn't really want to do all the things, um, because I had a good private practice. I was getting clients and I didn't have to work that hard. Um, but I just needed to do more for financial reasons. And so or at least I thought it was about finances initially. Um, and so, yeah, I just started, I, I decided I'm going to do it. And, um, and then from there, it was like, what platform should I use? And I was doing an inquiry around like who's doing what. And Kajabi was offering a new year special, like free build your course workshop. And so that was honestly the reason why I started with Kajabi was because they were offering this thing. And I was like, this is going to help me be accountable to show up and like actually do the thing that I want to do. And it was free. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Can you take us, take us more on that journey in terms of, you talked about doing all of the things and like, I think 
I definitely feel that too as I listen yeah. to numerous guests on the podcast yeah. who like you'll hear some people who say, Oh, you yeah. have to post on social media yeah. every single day right. relentlessly for twenty years in order yeah. to <laughs> right. you gotta send ten emails before the launch and you gotta do yeah. the thing, share every week in the lives and all the yeah. Sure. Some of those stories, I mean it sounds like you know, like you're almost selling your soul just to something else. Yeah. Uh, so how right. did that ultimately work out yeah. for you? Yeah. Um, so at the time when I decided I was going to do the course, I, I was like, okay, you know, if, if it will provide for our family, if it will help us like actually afford to be able to get a house someday or let the kids go to the pool, <laughs> you know, in the summertime, give them camps that are, in, you know, whatever, because it's expensive. <laughs> I was like, I'll do the things. Fine. I'll just do the things, whatever they need to be. I'll show up and I'll do them. But I was also listening for, you know, what, who's doing it, where they're sustainable or who's not blowing themselves out. You know, I was kind of trying to track who's, who's got some sustainability, who's got some boundaries, you know, around it when I was listening. And, um, let's see. So I, so I started with the course that Ellen was teaching. Just there was four lessons and I just did her thing. And I posted, I actually posted to my Facebook friends, not necessarily my clients first. And I didn't really think that people were going to take traction. You know, I didn't really think I was going to get a lot of traction. I thought maybe they would, maybe they knew someone and maybe they would tell some other people. And then what happened was there was a bunch of people that I was connected with who just raised their hands. They were like, I, this is me. I need help with this. I trust you. Let's do it. And my offer was super low. I was saying, you know, come do this thing. I'll give you know two hundred dollars for a six week course. You know, um, but it, what it did was, and this is what Ellen teaches, which was so awesome, is that it having people sign up actually made me show up, right? Because it was like, okay, now people are in it. They've raised their hands. They've signed up. They've given me two hundred dollars. I got to do the next week's material, and. Um, you know, to be honest, I think there's even things I would change about that because I, I, being a new mom, I was definitely sleep deprived. And there was times where I was working hard to create more material. I think what I, what I learned in that experience is that probably I didn't need to create as much as I did, you know, like you overstuff things when you're trying to provide value sometimes. And, um, I probably could have started with even less than what I did for people. Um, but anyway, so I, created a course and people were in it and then I had to show up. And so I just was like, okay, what's the lesson here? And I really was sitting a lot with, you know, how do I really help people? How do I really help people get at their attachment wounds? How do I really support people in making this transformation for themselves? And what happened was in the process of getting at that, I was sitting with all the things that I had done over 20 years to sort of help myself. And all these different parts of myself started coming in you know, like that I hadn't really been experiencing in a long time, you know, like the teacher part of me that I hadn't really embodied and the transformational coach that I had done years before. And all of these things, the synergy started coming in, in the process of creation. And I started having breakthroughs for myself. I started having all these like aha moments for myself. And, and then when I was having, I'm going to get back to your question about the to do, I, I, I promise I'm getting there, but, um, when I started having all these breakthroughs for myself around um, who I am and how to help people to get in touch with their true self and their bigness and their beautiful parts and how do they magnetize relationship from that place, um, I started seeing how all my stuff was playing out with money and it was playing out with social media and it was playing out. Like I had all these stories that I was doing about those things, you know, and 
And then I was able to access this different way of relating to all that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it just became fun. Like I start, I started wanting to post on Instagram after years of being like, I don't want to do my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I had, and there was content coming through. There was like ideas and inspiration. And so, so by the time I finished the course, I was like, I have so much to say, you know, <laughs> there's so many things I want to do and tell people about. And, and I really felt this huge transformation in myself happen, like a new, like rebirthing of who I am. And, you know, I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say my life has changed from doing this one thing. Um, so yeah, I hope that inspires people to yes. do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So many, so many uh, interesting nuggets there. Uh, yeah. I'd love to maybe talk a little bit about lots of conversations about yeah. niching down and, yeah. you know, to, sounds like in your situation, yeah. it was actually advantageous to you yeah. to maybe go even a little bit broader. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, it's interesting. I was pretty niche, like attachment styles. My, so my course, I didn't really talk about that yet, but I'll just say, um, is on anxious attachment. Okay. And that's a pretty specific niche. I mean, it's like maybe... Can we talk about that a little bit really sure, quickly first? Sure, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what attachment styles okay. are, so I okay. imagine none of our listeners do either. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. So, okay. Um, attachment styles are like the blueprint of your relationships. And one of the ways that you can identify what your attachment style is, is how you show up in relationship when you're stressed. Okay. So when you have a secure attachment, a lot of times and you're stressed, you lean in in relationship in a way where you're like, Hey, this thing's going on and you talk about it and you get support and there's like a mutual, um, give and take, and you're able to sort of feel regulated and supported in relationship. And you trust that people want to be giving you support. You know, that it's easy to give support to others. Okay. So there's insecure relationships. So there's four types of attachment styles and secure is essentially you, um, you know how to get your needs met and you trust your needs are going to get met and you're able to show up in relationship with needs. That's one way to say it. And then there are three other attachment styles that have been identified and it's been studied for years. You know, I don't remember, I'm trying to remember when the first attachment study was, but it was in the seventies, I think sixties, seventies. And, um, so the three other attachment styles are, are all anxious. They're different types of anxious attachment, but one is called anxious ambivalent. The other one is avoidant, anxious avoidant, and then there's disorder. Okay. So the way to kind of think about this is that for, for people who are anxiously attached, they tend to be, and I have been this and kind of can sometimes still do this, but when you have this attachment style, you tend to sort of reach when you're just when you're uh, stressed or when you're feeling upset you can tend to kind of cling reach um the other way it can show up is that you can try to like fix the situation overly control people um and then but you don't always know that you're doing it and then it sabotages your ability to actually be in successful relationships does that make sense yes and then avoidance avoidance style is more like you get overwhelmed and um, a lot of things overwhelm you in relationship. Like you can feel just sort of blown out or stressed and you tend to kind of check out more when you're stressed. Like you might go um, work extra or you might actually reach for alcohol or, you know, TV or computer games. Um, you tend to do more like spacing out and it's not, you're generally not able to be as emotional or like communicate your emotions or understand really what's going on in your internal world 
Um, and so they call it avoidant because you tend to just sort of pull away stress. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then there can be oftentimes an anxious avoidant dance in relationship. They can tend to be attracted to each other sometimes where people feel like, oh, I need to, you know, get my needs met. And then that, but they, the, the underlying belief for anxious attachment is that you can't get your needs met. And so you tend to be drawn to people who actually don't give them, give your needs met, right? It's a stupid thing. And so then you, and then you're reinforcing that dynamic over and over again. Right. And then for avoidance, it's like, you feel like people just need too much from you and you just can't, it's like too much. And then you attract people who are kind of that way with you and then you withdraw and then it reinforces this belief that relationship is hard and it's overwhelming and it's like too much. Um, yeah. And then I could say some more things about disorganized, but essentially disorganized is kind of a combination of both of those things and oftentimes comes with some amount of trauma that you experience as a child, um, some severe trauma or some uh, disorganization in your family system. Yeah. So that's a lot. I don't know yeah, how much a, you tracked that. That's but, great. That's yeah. great. Now, like we can bring that right back into okay. where you're going with your course. Cause yeah. I, I told you, yeah. uh, we're talking about like niching down. Yeah. 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 So niching down. So I'm the course I have currently is for people who are anxiously attached specific. And so it's really, I mean, that's like, it's really about how does that show up for people? And one of the ways that I get at it is through this thing called shadow work, which is essentially, you know, the strategies that are kind of darker around what you do in relationship. And I have 12, what I call pitfall parts that you play out in that anxious dance. Um, and then I help people sort of get aware of those parts, what they're doing. So, and it's not, it's not that weird. It's like the fixer, the controller, the chaser, you know, the, the way that we chase or claim kind of the needy baby part. So those are, those are some examples of the parts. Okay. So in my course, I go through the, the 12 parts. I also talk a lot about resourcing yourself and um, coming back to a place of connection. So one thing I'll just say is that at the, what I, what I teach and what I have realized is that at the root of attachment wounding, there's a disconnection with who you are fundamentally, like in your biggest self, you know? Like the, the the love who you are, the creator part of who you are, like the most divine part of who you are. There's a disconnection from that self. And there's a disconnection from receiving in relationship, specifically with attachment, with anxious attachment. Okay, so in other words, trusting that you can get love, trusting that you can get help, trusting that you're taken care of, trusting that people you're worthy enough to get to receive, right? But the truth is, what I believe, is that you can get help. Help is all around all the time. Like, the truth is that you're amazing. Your self is huge. Who you are is really big. And the truth is that there's help available all the time that you really can like receive, right? And so in my course, I help people get back in touch with all the help that's available. Really like take it in, receive all the support that is available. Really fill your cup. And then from that place, you're different when you come in a relationship and you're like showing up you just feel like filled you're regulated you're supported and you feel like connected to who you are and, and your brilliance you know what i mean and so if you if you have ever been attracted to someone who knows that they're, they're brilliance like they're a different charismatic right yeah so that's what i help people do so uh, you were actually what I, I said that you were broad niched. You were very heavily, very heavily <laughs> niched. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I started in my career as a therapist broad. Like when I 
I was resistant to niching and I um, actually decided that my niche was thriving. Like I just wanted people to thrive. Um, and that's still the name of my website, Therapy to Thrive. But um, but then, yeah, it got it's gotten way, way more niched in terms of how I'm targeting and helping. Okay. Well, uh, uh, now that kind of brings up the question, uh, like as you are exposing this offer to an audience, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just out of the, no, it's okay. A lot of people don't know about attachment styles. Okay. It's okay. Some people do. And what's nice is that like the people who do are ready for my work, Uh you know, but, um, but a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. So I guess from there, did you did you find that that initial audience that you reached out to was their awareness or did it require education of what your offer even was? Yeah. So what was cool about what I did was that, um, and I didn't know this at the time, but when I made my offer, the people who showed up to do it, they knew about attachment styles already. And so they were like, yes, I need this. I've been like trying to get at this for a while and I know this part of me. And, and what was brilliant about it was that... Um, Originally, I thought that I needed to do a lot of education about attachment styles and teach people. But then the people who showed up for my course had already done so much work on themselves that they were able to create really big breakthroughs. And I realized that that was actually, that's actually who I want to work with now is people who already have been doing, they know this about themselves. And I mean, I'm open to working with anyone who wants support really, but, but I'm excited about people who've already been like getting at this for a while and they just need that nudge that really busts them through their upper limit around relationships. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that early audience and how you, how you source them, how you found them. How did you find people who were actually aware? Yeah. 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 Um, Again, I'm assuming I'm maybe not the only one who isn't overly exposed to attachments. No, 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 no. It's, you know, and my, when I was telling my mom what I wanted to do and I actually put on my website that I'm, you know, an attachment coach and relationship attachment she was like, are you sure that's not too specific? You know, she was like, are you sure that people know what that is? Maybe you need to say, use the words that they know. Um, so I'm still in a conversation about that. But um, yeah, I have a lot of amazing healer friends and coaches in my life who have been on the path for a long time. And so when I put the slides up that Ellen taught in the course, you know, um, and just for anyone who's listening yeah, to the recording, I yeah. assume you're talking about Ellen Yin, our MC of the yeah, event here. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. And she did this four-week four workshop in the beginning of the year that I participated. Um, so when I put it up, the offer and the slides that she had coaches around, there were just people in my world who already knew about it. You know, they had been working on it. They had heard about attachment styles and had already identified themselves as anxiously attached. And they were ready to, to go deeper at that time. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like uh, maybe uh, I imagine some of this is just built naturally throughout your career uh, yeah. in this space. Sure. And I should say, actually, that not everybody was on Facebook that did my course. There were a number of clients who also one-on-one people who I also enrolled in my course. And um, and it was really amazing, actually. It's, it's, it's changing how I'm working with my clients. Like It's actually really impacting my one-on-one work because you don't have to do as much psychoeducation in the session if people are doing it outside of the session and then I can really leverage all of the course for the right clients. So now actually I'm thinking about totally changing how I work with clients and, and really focusing on people who are doing the course too. Um, so does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you talked about some of the, the motivation behind why you wanted to do this. And yeah. That was ultimately, I think, freeing up time to spend yeah. with your, your family. Yeah. 
your 15 month old. Yeah. Can you just share a little bit more about what has actually materialized? Did you find yeah. that you were uh, able to achieve that balance right. that you were looking yeah, for? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I, I think, you know, that was the initial motivation. What I realized now, actually, having done the course, that really what I needed and why I did it is to step into who I am in the world, you know, and like be more myself, be more who I want to be. Um, not just who I want to be, but like really serve in the biggest way. Yeah. And I still want the life balance and, you know, to make enough money to support my family and really um, have all the things. Right. So, so yeah, I would say in terms of money specifically, let's just be honest about money. I have made $4,000 so far, which is not nothing. You yeah. It's great. Um, it's good. And uh, I wouldn't say that it's like life changing in terms of being able to pay, you know, a lot. I had some expenses, but I had to get a new computer, different things so that I could do the course, you know? And so some of that just went back into the expense. But I feel proud that I didn't go into a lot of debt to create this. I have friends who try to create courses and they go into debt, a lot of debt to do it. And so in that sense, I felt like I was really in integrity. I said, I want to do this, but I don't want to go into a lot of debt for it because I've been in debt before and I don't want to repeat that. Um, so I did that well. And... Um, in terms of life balance, I feel like there's still what's happening now is that I just have so many ideas flowing through and I really just like I'm excited to create and to put them out there. And so it's sometimes challenging to come back to my toddler now and be just a mom because I'm like, I want to be out there creating things, you know, and I have so many ideas and it keeps me up at night sometimes. Um, but, um, I can see it. I mean, I, I feel like I've been integrous around certain things, making sure that I'm not going into debt, making sure that I show up. Um, and then I, in terms of the things that I feel like I had to do before, you know, um, I'm seeing a lot more options, right? You know, so there's the people who are like, you got to do the 10 emails and you got to do the show up on the lives. And there's that, you know, but then there's a woman that I'm working with right now. And she's like, no, you just really got to get it clear on your offer. You know, really just double down on offers that are meaningful for people that are really like speaking to a need. And um, so I'm working on a new shorter offer that's not the six week course. That's about like a seven day reboot, reboot your relationship power, you know, just come back into your power as a creator of relationships. So I'm learning a lot about how to create transformation that allows people to feel empowered and keep going. And, um, yeah, so I don't, th I, I can see more possibilities of how to do this without blowing myself out. This, yeah. uh, it brings me back to, uh, the quote that for any of our regular listeners will know, I will not remember who to attribute it to. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's that no matter where you are at, on that journey of success, yeah. there is someone who would kill to be in the position that you are in. So you yeah. talked about like $4,000, like maybe not life-changing, but yeah. for so many people, yeah. that, that could really be. is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And for so many people who are yeah. out there who are listening to this podcast today, yeah. whether in their home, right. in their car, wherever they're at, yeah. maybe haven't even made that first dollar. Yeah. So given that you've talked a little bit about the specifics of the finances. Yeah. Uh, can we break that down a little totally. bit? Like, I love talking about money because it's something that people are just like, it's hard to talk about and it's embarrassing or it's difficult. And so, yeah, let's totally talk about money. Yeah. I'd love to hear just like how that came to be. How did, how did you make it to, 
I mean, I, I always like focusing on dollar number one. Let's just talk about your first yeah. sale. Did that all come yeah. in one lump, one launch, or is this split yeah. across a couple of different uh, attempts? Okay, so the very first, I'm trying to imagine, remember who was the first person to sign up. So when I did the post on Facebook, uh, I was offering it for $200, but I also offered people to make two payments so people could do 100 each, you know, and some a couple of people did. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I think, you know, it happened for the first few people. I think I had maybe like four or five people from Facebook and then I had, um, and they signed up and I, and I had a sense like, okay, I'll be able to start in about two weeks, you know? Um, and yeah, so the first, first couple hundred dollars came in in that first week. And then I think, maybe at the end of the first week, because I had to build it. I had to, I don't know if, even if I had built the offer page, I think maybe I had built the offer page, but I don't know that I actually like sent people to it until after they said, Hey, I want to do it. And, um, and then I, I started doing it and I was working with clients and I was realizing, Oh, this is good. You know, I, I feel good about what I'm making. And so I started telling a few more people that I was working with one-on-one. Hey, I'm doing this thing. I think you really could use, get value from it. And so the first few sales, I think, gave me the confidence to start the creation process. And then as I was doing it, you know, week one was kind of up and I was able to reach out to some people, other people that I was working with and say, hey, I think this actually could be really good for you. So somewhere in the first, I want to say three, four weeks, I got maybe four or five more people. And I was offering this um, half off, you know, model and... Um, I think that was really enticing for people. Oh, one more thing I'll say. So I did try to do this course, something like it three years ago. I had the idea for it. Maybe it was pre-pandemic and I, um, and I had a lot of shoulds then like, or have tos. Like I thought I would have to do a bunch of videos and different things. And I, I got, I, I was trying to have a baby and I, didn't we had a anyway it was a long journey i ended up getting stopped and not doing it but i had a few people over the years who the three years after who had reached out saying hey i see you tried you know you had this thing on your website but i wasn't doing anything with it and i reached back out to those people and they actually were like still interested even though it was i was like there's no way it's been like (laughs) two years since they emailed me there's no way that they would actually want to still do it but um but actually three of them did and so uh so yeah so that was another whatever two hundred dollars um and i and i did 13 of those uh half offs and then at that point i was like okay the next one i'm gonna charge 427 or whatever it was that i had decided um what was the driver behind uh increasing the price increasing well i mean I think I just, I was like, I need to start making money. I, I, I think at that point I, I had been doing, I can't remember if I was done with the course at that point or if it was like week four, but I think I had, I had enough confidence in the value at that point. Like people were telling me, cause well, part of the, the deal with getting half off was to give me feedback and they were telling me, no, this is really amazing. And I'm getting a lot of value from this. <laughs> Um, and thank you so much. And so I was like, okay, I can, I can raise it. And then since then I got, I have gotten some coaching around that's too cheap. You're, char- you know, you're undercharging. Like it's a, it's a six, cause it's not taking people six weeks. It's actually taking people longer. And that's one, one of the things that I'm learning about course creation, but that's another topic. So money, is there more that you want to be able to say about no, money? No, that's, that's great. I yeah. was just really interested. Yeah. I think 
for for so many of our listeners out yeah. there who maybe even haven't haven't made one sale, yeah, uh, just going through that journey and understanding what yeah. that process might have been like. Maybe the only other question, yeah. to that to follow up with is like, yeah. what did that timeline look like for you? Yeah, like, this uh, sounds like one at a time. It didn't happen overnight. So yeah, did not a launch strategy. How long did it take for you to reach uh, the let's just say the four thousand target that you mentioned? The four thousand. Okay. Um, so, well, the last sale I had was last month, this May, and we're in in June 1st right now. So, um, so I started in January. I think I started selling in February and then by the end of May, let's say, or mid-May is when I had the $4,000. I said I was going to stop with the financial questions, but I'm going to ask you. No, no, more. It's great. Let's talk about money. It's good. Did you have a goal, a financial goal or target you wanted to hit? Yeah. Not in the beginning. No. In the beginning, I was just like, let me... It was more like, I need people to be accountable because that's just kind of how I can be in terms... And also just being a mom and like being busy and a lot of things going on. Like I needed that structure in order to show up for people. What's interesting though, is that, um, at some point I, I was actually reaching, like I was kind of overwhelmed with making the videos and it was taking people a while to get through the content. And so I said, Hey guys, what do you think about me stretching this out a bit more and giving you more time? Like if it's not, you know, every week that the content comes out, but like we can have, and they were like, yeah, no problem. Like it's fine. We're taking our time too. And so that was really beautiful because I didn't have the financial, um, like I didn't feel pressure to, to do it right or to do it, to be like, just have it all out. And so I ended up taking more time to come like to create all the modules I, I started calling them with six weeks and then it, they became modules because people are not taking six weeks that there's a lot of content in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about your, your, your content building strategy. Okay. Um, I, I, I hear everything all over the place. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard of people who like yeah. make a course that's 45 minutes and that's all. There yeah. are people I've talked to that spent three years making their course. Yeah. Obviously you did not. Yeah. Um, but what, what's kind of been your philosophy? What have you found uh, has worked for you? Mm-hmm. And like, where would you maybe draw the line in terms of like, yeah. this is too much time or this is just enough? Yeah. So, you know, Ellen and her thing, she recommended doing live teaching because then, you know, you're not changing it and doing that kind of stuff. And I, with my life, like the time that I had free was after bedtime at like, who knows what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be nine o'clock. Maybe it's going to be 30. And so I decided to do not live. Um, but I also, at the time I wasn't really into people just seeing my face for a lot of the, the course, you know, I mean, it's fine. Like I probably in retrospect now I'm more connected with my power through doing this whole thing. And maybe I could do a live talk and people wouldn't be as bored. But I, my strategy was to create videos inside of, um, I was doing, do you know, Visme? Not off the no. top of my head. It's, it's kind of similar to Canva. I, I sort of, okay. I'm doing both. I tried them both on first. I was doing Visme and then my friend, I'm going to try Canva. Canva also has the same features. So I was just doing slides. Okay. Of just different, the, you know, I would think to myself, okay, what, what's the content for this week? And then how do I break that down into different parts? And I would just create slides. And then um, they have a feature inside of both Disney and Canva, although I like Canva a little bit more now, um, where you just put the slides and you make them into a movie, but you have to um, record the audio. So the nice thing about Visme, I'm just if we're talking tech, is that? Yeah, that's great. Sure. So the nice thing about Visme is that you can actually like um, record inside of the app and then, and then just put it into the place. 
But if you want to have like intro music or that kind of thing, um, it doesn't really allow you to add. Anyway, there's things I've figured out about adding music. But what's cool is there's just so many platforms out there right now that are really easy. And, you know, you don't have to be a tech wizard to create the stuff. Um, so I just created some slides in Canva. And then I added, I did in um, QuickTime, I did some audios. And then I just drag and dropped the audios into the slides. And then sometimes in the beginning, I tried to have like more like the word comes out across the page and, you know, um, matched up with my audio. And then by the time I was like halfway through, I was like, I just got to make the video. It's not going to have all those things. But what's interesting is that one of the people in my course, they were like, yeah, by the end of the course, your personality really came through, you know, in a good way. And I was like enjoying it even more. And um, so I got more casual at the end and then that was the result for her. So that was interesting to me. I was like, okay, maybe I didn't, I was trying a little bit too much in the beginning. Yeah. One, so yeah. I, I think one of the things that is worth just honing in on for a minute is yeah. something I forget about as well, because like with Kajabi is obviously one of our primary focuses, video courses, but yeah, we, I think it's maybe a little bit underutilized or at least not necessarily known like that you can start out with audio recording and some slides yeah. and it's yeah. a great way to yeah. even just get the ball rolling yeah totally well yeah. i'd love to hear uh so you started this journey on yeah. kajabi yeah uh, you talked about like hitting that first milestone yeah. where you've I, I mean you've undoubtedly paid for a year subscription yeah that's true right? <laughs> totally. um talk to us a little bit about like what's the next phase of your yeah. strategy what are you planning to like to continue moving this forward do you yeah. continue to do you have now have monetary or financial goals that you're looking to achieve or is this yeah. continue to be a new opportunity to try to find that freedom yeah to all the things. Um, I have lots of things that I want to make now. Um, so one of the things now, okay, so now I made a course and now what I'm learning is, oh, iteration, you know, like that wasn't necessarily something I thought about a lot in the beginning, but now I'm like, oh, how do you make it better? How do you make it more useful? What, you know, one of the things that I've learned is especially as a new course creator, you tend to overpack your stuff with more content that you need. And I think I did that even though I didn't think I was doing that in the beginning. Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking about like, how do I make this better, even more powerful? Uh, I want to add in some more lead meditations that people can listen to in the morning and have those be added in. Um, but I'm also thinking about the next steps. So to kind of just piggyback quickly, just to the content that I'm doing. So I outline these different shadow behaviors or these different sort of strategies that we do that sabotage us called the pitfall parts. And then what happens when you resource yourself, what happens when you really get connected to your power and what's available and help, what came through were these like graces, these elements of delight and ease and connection and support that can be possible in relationships. And so I want to do a long course, like a deep dive with people on cultivating those qualities in their relationships in their life. And they don't have to be in a relationship. It could be they're single, but they want to be do creating that in whatever relationships they're in in life. Um, so I want to do that. I want to do like a long intensive, maybe six months, something like that, maybe a year and have it integrated with my coaching and my therapy potentially do some kind of combination of recording people. So that would be what I'm learning. And this is like new language to me, more of a higher ticket item, you know? And so I'm learning about that. And I think that what I love about being a creator in this space is that there's just so many different ways that you can 
work with people. And I think that there's ways I could offer things that are like free and I could offer the cheap, but then I also could have what people call these bigger ticket items just to talk about money. And, um, and that I think could really create a lot of sustainability for my family. Yes. Well, well, Sephora, I can't count the number of people on both of my hands yeah. that I have talked to here at this conference yeah. that I talked to two, three, four years ago who were just on that beginning phase, maybe even yeah. hadn't, hadn't even made $4,000 yeah. yet, that now today are wearing the $100,000 million pens. Yeah. Uh, and I can only imagine that you're going to experience mm. similar uh, similar results on your journey as well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like I'm excited for it. I can see it too. Well, yeah. thank you for yeah. taking the time out of yeah. your day to yeah. help us hear both here on stage totally. as Anytime. well as hop out on the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's been incredible hearing your yeah. the, these early stages of your journey. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so incredible. I think for all of our listeners, especially the listeners of the recording, just to hear something that like sounds like I, I can do this. Yeah, totally. They and, can. It's easy. You just have to decide. I mean, I it took my son and like the things that I wanted to create for, for him and my stepson you know, for me to just be like, I'm going to do the thing, you know? Um, but then there's so many, so much fun that you can have, you know, possibility. And I hope that I'm, I can, you know, come back at some point when, if I, and when I'm going to make these other tiers and maybe you can interview me again and be yes. like, okay, what's happening now? And like, how have you, what have you learned now? And what's, what's next? So. Yes. I cannot wait for that to happen, Yeah, but for now, for thank now. you again. Yeah. Um, thank you. this has been a pleasure. Uh, uh, for anyone who's listening yeah. who wants to learn more about you, maybe even take your course. Yeah, yeah. Um, where should we send them? So therapytothrive.com right. is, is my website. And you can also see me at Sephora Ray at whatever, at Sephora Ray on Instagram or those things. And then the other thing I'll just say is if there are people like you who don't know what their attachment style is, I have a free quiz on my website, Therapy to Thrive, where you can take it and, you know, find out what your attachment style is. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to follow up and do that myself. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you again. That's all we have for you this week. We will look forward to chatting with you all next week on the Online Business Edge podcast.